well-regulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state? The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad you've joined us on the program today. We've got a, a good show for you. We're going to be uh, taking a little legislative look, a, a preview at uh, what might be ahead for the uh, future of constitutional carry. You know, we've seen five states this year uh, adopt constitutional carry legislation. That is, I, I think, really a huge step forward. Uh, you know, the, right, the constitutional carry has been around Gosh, I mean, for hundreds of years, uh, but uh, in terms of being able to make progress, in terms of adding states to the uh, list of those that do not require a permit before you can exercise your right to bear arms, I think this has probably been the most successful year uh, in U.S. history with five new states added. But there are still some big red states that have not yet joined the ranks of the constitutional carry states. In fact, probably the biggest one out there. Uh, is the state of Florida. And that, I think, is going to be ground zero for the uh, fight over right to carry uh, in the upcoming legislative session. We'll get to that in uh, just a moment. But before we do, I do have a special message for you. You miss President Trump? Well, you are not alone, and I'm coming to you with a special offer that you do not want to miss. Now is your chance to enter to win one of six signed photos of President Trump. These were hand-signed by President Trump, and soon one could be hanging up in your home. When President Trump signed these photos, he wanted to make sure that all of his supporters had the chance to receive one, and now is your chance. All you have to do is text GUNS to 55404 today for your chance to win a beautiful photo of President Trump, First Lady Melania Trump, hand-signed by President Trump himself. All again, all you have to do, text GUNS to 55404 right now. And in fact, if you do, you'll get exclusive double entry activation for a limited time. Again, text GUNS to 55404 to have your name entered twice to win a hand-signed Trump photo. You don't want to miss this. Contest in soon. Paid for by the National Republican Senatorial Committee. All right, so let's uh, talk about what is going on in Florida, where Representative Anthony Sabatini uh, has introduced a constitutional carry bill. This is not the first time that uh, Representative Sabatini has done so, but what's different now is that some of the leadership in the Republican-dominated legislature uh, are indicating that they, too, are on board with constitutional carry. Yeah. Uh, according to the Capitol News Service there in Florida, some top Republican lawmakers now say that they will support constitutional carry legislation in the upcoming session. Uh, Anthony Sabatini says, uh, quote, a very liberal Republican speaker, Chris Sprouls, has gotten tens of thousands of emails from gun groups. Which does not surprise me. You have had organizations like Gun Owners of America, uh, Florida Open Carry, uh, who have been urging their members to contact lawmakers saying, listen, we got to get on board with this here. We, we, you know, we, we're, we, we've passed more gun control legislation in the past few years than substantive Second Amendment, pro-Second Amendment legislation. And this is the state of Florida we're talking about here. This is a Florida where, you know, really the right to, revolu right to carry revolution kicked off. Uh, in the 1980s with Florida's passage of shall issue right to carry. And at the time, the gun control advocates were saying the same thing about shall issue concealed carry as they're saying now about constitutional carry. Oh, my God, it's going to be the Wild West. You're going to have shootouts over parking spaces. It's going to be awful. It's, 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 it's terrible. All right, so flash forward now, more than 30 years, almost 35 years since shall issue right to carry took effect. Violent crime in the state of Florida is about half what it was. In 1987, homicide rate about half what it was in 1987. 
Um, and you have more than 2 million active concealed carry licensees in the state of Florida. So more guns, less crime since uh, Florida adopted shall issue right to carry. And since Florida did so, again, we've seen dozens of states around the country uh, do the very same thing. There are now just a handful of states left who still have these uh, subjective may issue carry laws on the books. But even in shall issue states, you know, it can be a burden on the right to bear arms to have to pay the uh, uh, required fees, to have to go through the uh, mandated hours of training. And we've seen some states like Illinois that are technically shall issue that still make it very difficult for people to obtain the training that is required in order for them to legally carry a firearm for self-defense. So I'm glad to see that gun owners are speaking out and that they are talking to lawmakers. And it sounds like it may be having a difference, although the Democrats in Florida, they're already speaking out about constitutional carry as well. Uh, Anna Escamani says that uh, constitutional carry would make Florida a more dangerous place to live because you would no longer have to take safety courses to carry a firearm in public. That's really scary, she said. She also said she's doubtful that Sabatini's bills will get a hearing due to his strained relationship with the House Speaker. Well, and listen, before I discount that idea completely, that was, I think, one of the big hang-ups with constitutional carry in Texas. Not this year, but in the previous legislative system, uh, legislative session. You had a, a segment of an advocate show up at the Speaker's home to lobby uh, in favor of constitutional carry. That ticked the Speaker off, and the Speaker basically killed constitutional carry that session. Now, that House Speaker was replaced in the Texas legislature this year, and uh, obviously the current House Speaker did not have the same issues that the previous one had. But it is possible. I mean, I don't discount the idea that personality conflicts uh, could end up scuttling a vote in the House. I hope that's not the case. And I think it can be overcome, again, if there is a clear political mandate on the part of Florida gun owners and Floridians in general to expand on the right to carry uh, and to establish constitutional carry. Now, as for Representative Escamini's, uh, 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 Escamani's uh, comment, uh, you know, oh, we're going to have people running around carrying guns without training. Uh, you already have that in Florida right now. They're called criminals. They're, they're, you know, the average criminal uh, in the state of Florida does not possess a concealed carry license, probably has very little formal firearms training, and they're still not going to be allowed to lawfully carry a firearm under constitutional carry. If you can't legally own a gun, you can't legally carry it. And we just talked yesterday on the program with Kevin Michalowski of the uh, U.S. Concealed Carry Association about the hundreds, if not thousands of people in Fort Worth, Texas over the weekend. Uh, for USCCA's Concealed Carry and Home Defense Expo, who were lined up waiting to get training. Now, that's in a constitutional carry state. So if once constitutional carry becomes the law, all of a sudden the demand for training drops off a cliff, we would have seen that in the state of Texas. We're not seeing that. We're not seeing that at all. For the common sense reason, that most people who choose to carry a firearm in self-defense want to be proficient with it. They want to be comfortable handling that firearm. They don't want to worry if they're going to shoot themselves or somebody else accidentally because they don't know what they're doing. So it's not a mandate that sends people uh, to a training course. It's common sense. 
real common sense, not not the gun control version of common sense. Uh, but while there may be some uh, fireworks in the uh, Florida House over constitutional carry, it is worth noting that in the Senate, the uh, Senate Majority Leader, Debbie Mayfield, says, quote, I support constitutional carry. That is one of the things that we will probably be looking at this session because it is important. That's that's big. That's really big. Uh, Florida GOP chair, State Senator Joe Gruters, says he might support a constitutional carry bill, but he doesn't want to see, quote, assault weapons openly carried on beaches. Okay. I mean, not that I think that's going to be a big issue, even if constitutional carry takes effect, but I, it's it's odd to me that that would be Senator Gruder's first complaint. Well, yeah, I, I might sign on to this, but, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to see people literally carrying our uh, rifles on beaches. What, what's interesting is that, so right now under Florida law, open carry is banned for the most part. You can openly carry, however, while you are uh, fishing or hunting, and I believe while you're on your way to and from fishing and hunting. So it's entirely possible that somebody who wanted to make some sort of political point uh, about open carry could already do so. I'm not, I'm, I don't know if they could openly carry a rifle, but certainly they could openly carry a handgun uh, onto a beach where fishing is allowed and say, I'm, I'm going fishing. We've actually seen some uh, segment of activists do that in Florida. They've, you know, gone out in public. They've gone down to a fishing pier. They've been openly carrying. In some cases, they have uh, faced questioning by police. I believe there might have even been an arrest with the charges ultimately dismissed after a lawsuit was filed. It is certainly an open issue, but I got to say, that's not my big concern. Uh, you know, we have uh, constitutional carry. People are going to be openly carrying rifles on the beaches. Probably not. Probably not. And if they are, they're probably going to be doing it to make some sort of political point. And if they're not, if they have evil intentions, well, guess what? They wouldn't be stopped right now simply because there's a law forbidding them from doing so. People with evil intentions, people who want to take innocent human lives, aren't thwarted because the law says, well, this is a gun-free zone. That doesn't work to stop violent criminals. But uh, again, these are just, a, I guess, a, a preview of the uh, debates to come uh, in the state of Florida over constitutional carry. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that uh, uh, the uh, legislature does take an interest in constitutional carry. You know, I know it's going to be an election year in the state of Florida, uh, and maybe that's going to make some swing district Republicans, you know, a little, no pun intended, gun shy about taking on a big Second Amendment issue like this, but I would encourage them to do so. And of course, uh, you know, I, I don't think the Supreme Court is going to come out and say that, uh, you know, all gun licensing regimes are unconstitutional with the New York carry case. I don't think we're going to get that result. Uh, but I do think that the uh, court... Hopefully, is going to come out with an opinion uh, at some point next year, probably next May or June, that will uh, bolster the arguments of those who point to the clear language of the Second Amendment to say, look, it protects the right to keep and it protects the right to bear. And when you infringe on the right to keep or the right to bear, yeah, that's a constitutional no-no. That's illegal. And I'm hopeful that we can make some progress, some continued progress in the uh, state of Florida next year. 
All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, as well as our recidivist report. We'll start there with a story out of uh, Alabama. You see the headline, Parole Board says Shoals shooting suspects early release wasn't its decision. Um, Brian Lansing Martin, 41 years old, accused of shooting three people, uh, killing a police officer in Sheffield, Alabama, and according to WHNT, no stranger to the criminal justice system in the state of Alabama. Uh, he was sentenced to 10 years in prison after he pleaded guilty to killing his father over a uh, alleged debt. But after serving just three years and two months of that 10-year sentence for murdering his dad, he was released from prison. And now again, accused of shooting three people, killing two. And the Alabama Bureau of Pardon and Parole said, uh, well, uh, not our fault. Not our fault. Said uh, Martin completed his sentence in three years. He was released from custody uh, for good behavior. And he said that offenders are not supervised. This is a statement from the uh, uh, Bureau of Pardon and Parole said that the offenders are not supervised by a probation or parole officer after ending their sentence. So Martin was never supervised. Um, this was 2013, by the way, when he pleaded guilty to murdering his dad. So it hasn't even been 10 years. It's only been eight years since that guilty plea was entered. But yet, Mr. Martin has been out of prison for quite some time. I have to say, I'm surprised that folks who get out uh, after serving a murder sentence or serving a third of their sentence for murder, I'm surprised that they are not subject to probation or parole supervision after they get out of custody. But uh, apparently in Alabama, that's not the case, which suggests maybe that uh, there's some reform that's needed there uh, in the state of Alabama because a guy who should have been behind bars clearly should have been behind bars. I question the 10-year sentence for murdering his dad, first of all, but uh, whatever. Even with that 10-year sentence, Martin still should have been behind bars. Instead, he was out on the streets and now once again accused of taking more human life. All right, today's uh, uh, Armed Citizen story from Wichita, Kansas where a uh, homeowner forced to shoot a uh, would-be intruder. Now, you see the graphic there on the screen. Homeowner shoots man smashing windows. Uh, nah, that doesn't really tell the whole story, to be quite honest. Yeah, it started out with a guy smashing uh, windows in, in, a, in a home. And a neighbor saw what was going on and said, uh, yelled out, hey, don't do that. He, uh, he also called the police. And said, uh, you guys got to get here. Please get here. He said, I don't want to shoot this man. Please get here. Because he was afraid that this guy was just out of control. And after the homeowner warned this guy, hey, stop throwing stuff through my neighbor's windows. The guy then picked up a couple of bricks and threw uh, them through the homeowner's window. Then tried to crawl through the window. Allegedly told the homeowner that he was going to kill him. And the uh, homeowner said, quote, so unfortunately, I had to shoot him. When officers arrived a short time later, they found the 40-year-old suspect wounded, took him to the hospital. At last report, uh, he was reported to have, quote, critical injuries. The uh, homeowner said he hopes the man survives, says, I pray to God he survives. And he makes it through. And he gets the help that he needs. And he doesn't try to come back over here or the same thing 
It's going to happen. There you go. Finally today, our uh, good deed of the day from the uh, Lone Star State of Texas, where members of the uh, Lacey Lakeview Police Department helped to deliver a baby into this world. Corporal Scott Dent says it's what's interesting about my job. You don't know. You never see anything twice. You know, you don't know what's going to happen whenever you come in the next day. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Corporal Dent and uh, Officer Lajama uh, got the call uh, about a uh, woman uh, having some distress. They arrived on the scene just in time. Uh, Corporal Dent said, I could hear screaming. And I told dispatch, I believe she's going into labor. We're probably going to have to start delivering this baby. And that's exactly what they did. They put on their gloves. They got to work. Corporal Dent says the uh, true heroes here are the uh, uh, EMTs that came up. He said they were super respectful. They cared a lot about the little girl. Uh, baby's grandmother, extremely thankful that the Lacey Lakeview police and first responders got there in time. Uh, she is the one who uh, took the picture with the uh, two officers there and her new granddaughter. Corporal Dent said it's a privilege to be there and to hear the baby crying, you know, whenever it's born or, or she was born. You know, this is this is beautiful, he said. It's awesome. It is indeed. Well, again, in the right place, at the right time, will and able to do the right thing to welcome a new life into the world. Uh, Corporal Dent and uh, Officer uh, Lajama of the Lacey Lakeview, Texas Police Department, we thank you very much for your very good deed. That is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program as always. And uh, don't forget, by the way, uh, you can check out BearingArms.com for even more Second Amendment news and information. Uh, we've got stories right now about an ATF whistleblower speaking out about fraud and abuse uh, within that agency. Also, uh, Larry Keene of the National Shooting Sports Foundation and uh, his warning about the Biden administration's New proposal for banking that would uh, subject all of your transactions over $600 to IRS reporting and how that might allow the government to have a pretty good idea about uh, who's buying guns these days. Those stories and more, again, all to be found at BarryAndArms.com. If you like what you see, uh, you can become a VIP member at BarryAndArms.com. All you have to do is just go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNS and you can get 25% off of your VIP membership. Uh, not only will you be supporting the website and programs like this, but uh, we will like to say thanks and we'll do so by giving you exclusive content uh, analysis, news stories, things that you just won't get anywhere else. So it is our way of showing our support for you because we really appreciate you showing your support for us. And we'll be back tomorrow with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information. But until then, be well, be safe, and be free. Be free.